On today's episode, we talk about that steaming hot pile of garbage, Zero. Follow along with us on all things social media at the Hot Nerd or at Sam Goodman. Welcome to today's episode. Let's start maybe right here today. <laughs> let's let's start right here, and I'm going to start with a joke. Instant cringe moment, right? I'm just going to start with the joke. Have you ever been in one of those presentations where, you know, the present, the presenter, the person teaching gets up there and goes, oh, let's, let's start off with something lighthearted. Let's start with a joke to show you that I'm real and I'm fun and I'm real fun. I, I do that, but there's a story behind it. I'm, I'm not going to tell you the story right now just for time's sake, but let's start with a joke. I'll give you a little bit of the backstory to why I tell jokes. And I tell dad jokes uh, in particular. And as you can imagine, I travel quite a bunch for what I do. I rant about that quite a bit. You see all my wacky airport pictures and all the cool places that I've got to post pictures about. You, you see all that on social media. And if you're not following on social media, you should be. You can find me on uh, Instagram if you want a bit more of that non-LinkedIn kind of touch. Uh, and then you can obviously follow me on LinkedIn at the Hopnard LLC and at Sam Goodman. I'm kind of here, there, and everywhere. YouTube and kind of everywhere else in between. You can find me. Just look look for this ugly mug. Um, but as I, as I said, I travel quite a bit. And being a father, one of the things is, is that you kind of hope for, especially when you come home. In my mind, at least, I'm hoping for this bit of like fanfare, you know, from a nine-year-old of like the, oh my God, dad, I'm so glad you're home. Dad, you have wandered forth into the world to to go out and do great work and to do it for the right reasons and to, to come home and provide for me and, and all that kind of stuff. And what you're hoping for really out of all that is, I love you, dad. I miss you, dad. I'm so glad that you're home, dad. I, I, I miss you so much. I'm so excited that you're here. And I, I don't get that so much. My, I've got a nine-year-old that's going on 19 or a nine-year-old going on a 29-year-old or, or so, something like that. And so what I usually get is uh, a, a dad joke <laughs> in this place. He's become obsessed with like dad jokes and kind of those little funny ism things, you know, that go along kind of in that same line of just dry deadpan humor. And as I come home the other day, she had just gotten in from school and I'm just coming in from the airport. She's in the kitchen having one of those like after school snacks, you know, that kind of favorite moment as a kid when you're coming home and school's over and you're going to go raid the pantry. You know exactly what I'm talking about. And I walk in the door and I look across and I catch her eyes. We lock eyes and I see like this little twinkle, just this momentary twinkle in her eye. And I'm like, this is it. This is going to be it. It's finally going to be, oh my God, dad, I'm so glad you're home. Dad. Oh my God, dad, I'm so pumped that you're here. Oh my God. No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. What I got was this, dad. Uh-huh. <laughs> How do polar bears eat sandwiches? That's a pretty wacky question when you've just gotten off of like an eight-hour flight. I'm just going to insert that here. But that's the question. How do polar bears eat sandwiches? I'm dead silent, right? Just, just you can, the, the, the overwhelming disappointment washes over me. The, just 
the exhaustion from a day spent in airports washes over me, and I'm just, uh, I don't know. Oh, huh? With their bare hands. How do polar bears eat a sandwich with their bare hands? And then she, huh, and then runs off to her room, and then she's locked in there for like a week. Right, back to nine-year-old going on uh, 19 kind of stuff, I guess. But today, 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 we're going to chat a bit about our favorite subject, your favorite subject, everyone's favorite subject, Zero, zero, right, zero, and then I need some reverb, like zero, 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 zero. But before we do, make sure you go over to the website, www.thehopnerd.com. Follow along on all things social media. Get on my calendar. If you want to do some of this work, if you want me to spend some time with you and your organization, send me an email, thehopnerd at gmail.com. We will gladly make it happen. Everything from hop fundamentals to learning teams to coaching to learning team facilitation to critical risk management stuff to all everything kind of in between in this kind of hop world, in this world of doing things a bit differently. I would love to partner with you on your human and organizational performance journey. It's my, my most favorite thing to do to get to come out and help you with hop. That's kind of my thing. It's kind of what I love to do. So again, just head over to the website. You can check out some of what I offer and get in touch. I'm happy to jump on a quick Zoom call with you. You can book an initial consult, all that stuff, just real easy, handy dandy over on the website. I've tried to make it as easy as possible because you're busy, I'm busy, we're all busy, but we can make it happen. So let's talk zero. Oh, zero. Zero is seemingly everywhere within our high-risk organizations. I, I mean, it's it's baked in everywhere from the shit we hang on the walls to the shit that we print on coffee mugs to the shit that we put on our websites. It's everywhere. It's built into our mission statements. It's built into our procedures. It's built into our metrics with all things relating to the safety, at least. I mean, that's in the light that we're talking about this in, is within the world of occupational safety and health. Zero is seemingly everywhere. Zero is one of the those things. It, it's like the perfect corporate statement. It's like the perfect corporate goal. It's like the perfect corporate everything. And what I mean by that is this, is zero means absolutely everything and absolutely nothing all at once. It means nothing. It's perfect. It's a perfect corporate something, right? Because we can say it and it feels good. It sounds great. It looks really good when we talk about zero. We can print it all on all kinds of shit. We can show people that we mean zero. We mean business. We're really, 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 really diligent about safety crap. And we show that through this harsh focus on zero, but it actually means everything and nothing all at once. It's kind of like our other, one of our other most favorite, one of our most favorite kind of phrases in this world uh, in, in safety and beyond safety, really. This one, you know, our favorites, especially after something not great happens, after we have an unintended operational surprise, after shit finds a fan. We love this statement of loss of situational awareness. Zero's cousin, because it's a perfect corporate phrase. It means absolutely everything and absolutely nothing. And once it can mean anything, it can just mean anything we feel like for, for it to mean, right? Zero is similar. It can mean absolutely everything and absolutely nothing all at once. We buy those big, really expensive electronic displays right, that count the number of hours since we last had an event, right? Zero. How many hours that we've been at zero is two million, two bazillion, two trillion man hours worked without a recordable, without a lost time, without something, right? And we print it on the coffee cups. Zero is possible. It's just insane how deeply embedded zeros. We'll write it out in our mission statement. Our mission is to achieve zero 
harm. Our mission is to is to achieve zero injuries. We'll usually evolve that over time into something a bit more realistic, but at the heart of it all, we still find ourselves at the altar of our God, Zero, worshiping Zero. This kind of altar that we lay sticks and carrots upon, that we lay the heads of employees that dare to violate our most sacred rules that might move us away from our God, Zero. We pay for it, right? We bring these offerings of, should have cared more, should have tried harder, if only only people were better, then finally we would get to zero. Zero is possible if only we had better people. That's really where we end up. We end up at the point of saying, it's not our fault that we can't get to zero. If people only cared more, don't they know? Don't they realize that if they just tried harder, if they just followed the rules better, more tight in the rules there, if they just got to tighten that up a little bit, if they would just choose keyword here, the way that we approach this within our organizations, if they would just choose to make less errors, if they would just choose, again, choose, choose to be more situationally aware, if those folks were just not such shitty people, then we would finally realize this noble, and it is a noble goal. I mean, we can say that we all probably hope that bad crap doesn't happen to us, to others, within our lives, within our organizations, within our world. But is living in la-la land, and it is a bit of la-la land, a bit, probably a lot, a lot of la-la land, pretending that if we just care harder, try harder, finally get better people, that just bad shit can't happen. That's just insanity. I mean, that's really where you're at. I mean, you're just in a woo-woo out there, Somewhere, let's be real, right? I mean, I've had the pleasure, and it is a pleasure to ask this question a couple times, right? Where, especially in a boardroom kind of setting, kind of higher end organizations, you know, where you have that person, that executive, that senior level something that's sitting there, you know, doing one of these like pounding on the desk, usually screaming about how zero is possible. And screaming might be a little extreme, but you know what I mean. They're passionate about it. And I feel like it probably is well intended, but I always like to kind of have that pause kind of bring back to center moment of asking that really dumb sounding question, a master of dumb sounding questions here. But the question is usually this, have you seen what your people do for a living? Like, have you seen like what your organization actually does? Like what you make, the services that you provide. Have you actually been out into your factory? Have you actually been out on the line with those line crews in those line trucks? Have you actually been in that power plant? Have you actually walked out there and seen what it is that you make? I promise you that you don't make safety. (laughs) I 100% promise you that. You don't make zero. I promise you, uh, 120%. You can walk out there, and if you walk out there for more than five minutes and see this amazing, amazing work that is usually chocked full of all kinds, all kinds of problems and pain points and risks and everything else that we kind of talk about, and you're going to look at that, and you're going to come back here and tell me that, No, zero is possible. We shouldn't have bumps. We shouldn't have scrapes. We should never even have as much as somebody sneezing and throwing at their back. Um, Reality check. (laughs) Have you seen what you do? Have you seen what your organization makes? Have you seen your processes? Have you seen those things? Because if you have, let's come back to the world of reality. That world that understands that failure, breakdowns, issues, bumps, scratches, 
sometimes worse. Those are never if questions. Those are always when questions. Right, so we've operated on this assumption that if we care enough, if we try hard enough, if we do a, much, a, a bunch of the same crap that we've always done, if we just do that harder, eventually what we will manifest in our organizations is zero. It's this idea that we have to achieve absolute zero. No bumps, no scrapes, no scratches, no nothing, or we suck at safety. And it's as insane as it sounds. I mean, do we say this stuff out loud? I, I, I struggle to think that we actually say this stuff out loud and not hear just how absolutely bonkers it is. Right? I mean, name me any other business metric that's not safety related that 99.9% successful is unacceptable. We say that that's unacceptable in safety. Zero means that that's unacceptable. If we say that we want zero audit findings, and that's a lot of times as organizations start to mature away from zero injuries, zero bumps, zero scrapes, realizing how harmful that that approach can be, we then usually evolve that into, yeah, but if we can't get zero there, we're going to apply zero to other stuff, other crap like audit findings. Any audit finding more than zero is horrible, horrific. That's right. If I come and audit a site, and I observe 99 things going extremely well and one thing going wrong, and maybe it's not even wrong, maybe it just needs a little bit of a, let's uh, maybe tighten this up a little bit, let's go learn more about this and see how we can improve this. I don't see how we can call that unsuccessful. Uh, again, any other business metric or goal we would call uh, highly successful, 99%, 95%, I, I, insanity, right? Absolute insanity. Zero still comes back to this old dated idea that number one, all events are preventable. All incidents, we dare not even say the word accident in the church of zero because nothing, nothing, nothing is an accident in the church of zero. Everything is preventable. Yeah, with a healthy dose of known outcome and hindsight and kind of all this other, other crap that emerges after an event, but we ignore all of that because it's all preventable. It's all preventable. All events are preventable and that by preventing those lower level events will eventually prevent larger, more catastrophic failures within our organizations. By stopping bumps and scrapes, we will eventually stop maiming and killing employees. If we prevent those three hand cuts, we'll eventually stop an electrical contact fatality. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's also simple and linear and clean and measurable. Oh, and we can even assign red and yellow and green boxes to the number of events, lower level events that we have. Oh, we can do that. Oh, it feels so corporate -y. It feels so good. It feels so right. And it's a big pile of horseshit. We know this because we've gotten extremely good at prevention, like masterfully good at prevention, and I'm not arguing against prevention. Prevention is a pretty amazing thing. Like, it wasn't that long ago that I was backing out of my little driveway in my little Jeep, getting ready to cross the sidewalk, and 
my little Jeep started beeping at me really loud and then it locked up the brakes for me and it stopped my car. And then I looked behind me and a little kid jetted past me on a bicycle. Uh, Those preventative things are kind of nice, right? I mean, the kid was wearing a helmet. The kid was like like head to toe and pads and all those kinds of things. The fact that my Jeep helped stop me from striking a child with it is a pretty amazing thing. I'm not arguing against prevention in any sense of the word here, but we're really great at it. We've gotten really good at reducing almost all of those lower level events. Now, there's a sidebar conversation we can have here around our approaches to zero and reporting and how many of those lower level events are actually just not reported to us because our obsession with zero. So we're so obsessed with zero that we kind of cut off our nose to spite our face because, you know, we got to get to zero and we say, damn it, you better give us zero. And people say, absolutely. If you want zero and, you know, we're tying money to this thing, Jesus. And you get really mad at me when I don't give you zero. Why the hell would I ever tell you the truth. So yeah, I'm going to pretend. I'm going to take that bloody finger. I'm going to put it in my pocket. Yeah, you know that truck that has all those mystery dings all over it. It's definitely not us hitting crap. It's definitely not that. It's just it's just how trucks, you know, over time, that's how they age. You know, we get wrinkles, trucks get dings. And yeah, none of, nothing bad's happening. All right, so there's a whole sidebar conversation we can have there. But back to kind of the key point here, we've gotten really good at preventing those lower level events. Generally speaking, our workplaces are relatively safe. We're relatively free from scrapes and bumps and kind of those basic things, right? I mean, it's not very normal for us to just be lobbing off fingers. It's not very normal for our employees just to be getting sutures every day. It's not very normal for our employees to be tearing muscles and blowing out knees and all those things that we might put below catastrophic events. Maybe we'll just call them recoverable events for the sake of our conversation. Those things where we get people medical care that they need, their life returns completely back to normal, and we get them back to work. Every Everything's fine. Unless we've gone down the zero path and we're obsessed with them being the problem and we just shit can them and send them up the road because how dare you have an accident because zero is the only acceptable number. And again, sidebar, <laughs> sidebar conversations here. But most of our organizations, our lower level event data is non-existent. I mean, let's just be real, right? For the amount of man hours that any decently sized organization works... Those events just aren't happening, right? Hey, let's just look at recordables, right? Well, what's the number of recordables that your organization has any given year? I can tell you just off the top of my head, some that I work with, that number is 50. Some number, some organizations I work with, that number is 60. Some organizations I work with, that number is four. It's all over the map, typically based on the organization, and but it's just it's so random. It's just so random. That's the correct way to describe TRR is pretty freaking random. But it's not what it anywhere used to be in the past. We've gotten pretty good at lowering those non-catastrophic, recoverable, lower-level events. Fatalities, not so much. Not, not so much at all. They're surprisingly consistent over time. We've gotten really good at the managing the lower-level crap. And all of that focus on zero... Hasn't really yielded the result that we had been promised or hoped for, or I would call it wishful thinking that we had wished for for so many years in its practice. We got those things lower and people still die. Right? I mean, that's really the fact of the matter. We've got those things reduced and people are still maimed and killed at work. 
Zero is an obsession with system output. We're obsessed with the number, with the goal. We're obsessed with driving that number down. And our usually our approaches to that is we'll say, well, we had 10 recordables last year. We're going to go. So you heard that, right? That That's the sound of me picking something out of thin air. So we had 10 last year. So now we're going to have eight this year, right? Oh, oh we got to seven. Holy crap. I'm going to oh, <clears throat> hear that uh, thin air. That's me. That's a number plucked out of thin air in case you're wondering. That's the sound. It's what we do with most of our metrics and measures, right? We just make shit up. We're going to go and go, okay, we had seven. Now we're going to uh, we're gonna get aggressive because we really care about safety. We're going to say five. Oh, shit. We had 21 freaking employees not caring enough about safety. So we're just systematically trying to drive this number down while paying little to no attention to all the other important shit. You know, the other side of the system, you know, that kind of dumb statement we say a bunch that people have been saying for hundreds of years, really, at this point of if you want a better output, you don't spend your time obsessed with the output. You don't sit there going, why does this look so crappy? Do better. You go on the other side of that equation. (laughs) I mean, there's been like, what, maybe a hundred plus books written about this really simple statement of if you want to improve output, you focus on the input side of the equation. Zero just ne- neglects all that because it's just simple. It's clean. It's easy. It's corporate speak. It's corporate gobbledygook. It means nothing. It feels great. It's completely unachievable. It means nothing and everything all at once. It's corporate. Woo-hoo. That's all it is. It's just corporate garbage and it doesn't work. We've seen this play out time and time and time and time again that it doesn't actually do what we had hoped that it would do. Now, we oftentimes just double down on trying to do it harder because we think that with enough care on the employees part, with enough larger sticks on the management part and bigger carrots, that eventually we'll just beat people into zero working. And it works to the sense that, yeah, we beat people hard enough that eventually they just shut up. They realize that they can't tell us the truth. They realize that they can't trust us and they stop reporting crap. And we don't see anything that's really happening until it's just absolutely catastrophic because why the hell would I tell you something when I know, I know that you're going to tar and feather me. You're going to beat me. You're going to shame me. You're going to do all those kind of sort of things. At the very least, maybe you don't beat and shame me, but I I'm the reason that we get that recordable and we blow that magical, super important safety metric and we all lose money. I'm not going to be that person. I'm just uh, not, right? So we have this massive, 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 massive amount of, I want to say unintended, but I mean, we realize so many of these problems now, but these unintended side effects, underreporting this destruction of trust within the organization, not to mention just the fact that people look at us and go, these people are stupid. Uh, They're stupid. Uh, They're asking the same question that I just asked. Have you been out here and seen what we do for a living? And you're really going to tell me that we can do this without me scraping my hand every now and again? Really? You're really going to tell me that? You're stupid. (laughs) That's what they think about you. Uh, Really, that's what they think about you. Now, they're going to follow that with they're demanding zero, I'm sure shit going to give it to him because I don't want that stick. I definitely don't want that stick. And I'm not going to be the person that calls my buddy their money. I'm not going to be the person that everyone looks at and goes, hey, you know, we would have got that nice bonus right before Christmas. But Sam had to go off and, you know, cut his finger. 
I'm, I'm not going to be that person. The amount of harm that zero causes, zero harm is actually harmful zero. It's horrible. It means nothing to us. It should mean nothing to us. The practical piece of advice from this rambly rant is this. We're, we're, we're getting to the point here. The point is, is that you realize that you can just stop doing this. Your organization, as an organization, my CEO friends out there, my COO friends out there, my vice president friends out there, my directors of operations out there, my folks that are sitting out there that can empower people to burn this pile of hot garbage from your organization, you can do it. You realize that you can just change stuff. You actually can do that. You can. You absolutely can. If this stuff persists in your organization, there are a few guarantees that I can give you. You're going to always know less. 100%. You will always know less. Less than you should know. Zero is going to drive your organization to where people just don't tell you stuff. It's always. I've never seen it not play out that way. Anyone that has been around for more than a second that has lived inside of these organizations, not the people on the outside going in La La Land saying that if you just harder, if you just make it a little bit better, if you just did zero right, you don't know how to do zero right, Sam. The organization that you work for, Sam, just did zero wrong. If you just did it my way and you paid me $1,500 to teach you how to do it, I can show you how to do it. Uh, whatever. And we're talking real life practice. <laughs> You're going to know less, I promise. That's the question for yourself. Do you want to know more or do you want to know less? Do you want to encourage operational curiosity? Do you want to encourage operational storytelling? Do you want to encourage people and create an environment in which they can bring you the raw, the real, the good, the bad, the ugly, the scary, the sometimes shit yourself kind of truth? That, that's, that stuff, that stuff that they know that you don't want to hear and they'd rather not have to tell you, but they're going to. Do you want to create that kind of environment where you can actually operationally learn? You can actually be working in the realm of reality? Or do you want to create an environment where you live in the la-la land of zero? And that's really the question. I promise you, the pursuit of zero leads to you knowing less. The pursuit of zero leads to your employees shoving bloody fingers in their pockets, going home and managing their injuries on their own. Zero causes more harm than it has ever caused good. My friends, my VP friends, my safety director executive friends, my operations friends, if this crap is in your organization, burn it. Burn it out. Rip those posters down. Take those clocks out into the street and have a clock-burning party. Beat them and go office space on them. Get rid of it. It's causing you way more harm than it's ever, caused, than it's ever led to anything good. You can choose. You can just choose to stop doing this. It's inhumane. It dehumanizes our work worlds and does nothing Nothing good for them. I'll leave you with this last tidbit, and I'm going to stop, stop ranting. I'm going to stop ranting, I promise. I'm going to stop ranting on zero. But the tidbit is this. Anything, anything that causes silence within our work worlds, whether that be zero or your observation program or your approach to disciplinary action or anything else out there, Anything that results in silence within your organization, anything that creates an environment in which people feel that they cannot tell you the truth, it's bad for you. Anything that creates silence is bad for you. It's bad for your organization. It's bad for your people. It's bad for business. Anything. Zero included. 
much for listening, everybody. We greatly appreciate all of your support of the Hot Nerd Podcast, the Hot Nerd LLC. If you need a little bit of help of bringing human and organizational performance to life, if you would like to take your efforts around learning and improving to the next level, yep, I can help with that. Head over to www.thehotnerd.com or send me an email, thehotnerd at gmail.com. Until next time, bye, everybody. Bye.